Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the We're Having a Good Time podcast. I'm Dusty Slay. I'm your host, and I'm here with my wife and co-host, Hannah Hogan Slay. Ah, so good to be back. Yeah, feels good. We've really, uh, we've gone, you know, two weeks in a row here, like on the money. I feel like maybe even three weeks. No, just two weeks. Just two, okay. Yeah. All right, and it feel yeah, it feels good. We're getting we're getting back at it. Yeah, we do. We we're usually pretty consistent, but just every once in a while, I think between just Thanksgiving and Christmas, it just messes us up. Yeah, I think so. I think it messes everybody up. Hallelujah, Dusty. You know that's what I right. mean? It's messed up my digestion. Uh-huh. I'm out here burping. Right. I'm out here. Yes. Uh, Farting. You know, yeah. Well, I mean, burping is always the real problem. Okay. For me. Yeah. Um, and, um, it's been wild. Yeah. I thought at one point it was fixed and then it was messed up again. And then I thought I was fixed again, but you know what? This is what happens when you just, you know, for, for, you know, uh, at least one solid week, but maybe even more weeks, just eat whatever you want. Yeah. Was it worth it, Dusty? I don't think so. No. Because the thing, the bad things are that I'm eating are, I'm, are usually not that great. Mm-hmm. I don't enjoy it that much. Um, an example of bad food that I do enjoy, like meaning bad for me, Jim Bob's. We had a good time at Jim Bob's. Oh, yeah. I know that I'm just eating fried chicken fingers, French fries, cheese sticks, some white bread with uh, butter on it, toasted to perfection, uh, with a little bit of special sauce and some coleslaw out of a jar that I'm not going to feel good later. Dang on it, it's good, though. <laughs> it is good. Dang on it, it's good. It is good. Mm, I'd like some right now. I would, too. I love Jim Bob's. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, that's why I'm saying when I worked there and you could get free food every day, we would eat there every day. Yeah. I mean, it's really something. Yeah. I miss it. I wish I had a part-time job there. Yeah, let's say a prayer for Jim Bob's right now. <laughs> well, I, I would like to, uh, we should own a Jim Bob's. Yeah. Even if they won't franchise out to us, we'll just, you know, we'll make our own Jim Bob's. Let's pivot away from comedy into the deep fried food industry. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Seems like a nat. we could call it burps. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I've never made myself laugh so hard. That's the best name for you if you ever own a restaurant. Well, it's a ter- I mean, it's a terrible name. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's hilarious, but it's a terrible name. Yeah. I mean, because some people, you know, I've heard people say they'll like burp after a meal and they go, that's a sign of a good meal, you know, but that's not what, how I feel about it. If I eat a meal and don't burp, I'm like, this is some good ingredients. Yeah. That's what I think. Yeah. But I don't mean, you know, let's don't quit comedy completely, but let's diversify a little bit. I'll still do comedy and then you, you know, raise the family and on the side manage a gym box. Yeah, that's always been my dream. (laughs) (laughs) But hey, you can't quit comedy right now because you have. Oh, that's right. I have a Netflix special coming out on January 16th. 
So it's going to be great. Working man. Working man. It's, uh, I've been seeing uh, screenshots and whatnot. I mean, it's already loaded into the system. Mm. I'm sure there's some way you could go and add it to uh, set a reminder to watch it or add it to a playlist. Get it in the queue, y'all. Yeah, I mean, unless I have heard before that people will put videos in the queue and then those never get watched mm. because I feel like that's how it is with Netflix, right? It's like you go on there, you could make a list of movies you plan on watching, but the ones you watch happens on a spur of the moment. Get it out of the queue, y'all. <laughs> that's what I think. I think because sometimes I'll do that with YouTube. I'll go save to watch later, save to watch later, save to watch later. And then it never gets watched. Yeah, It's like either do it now. Or don't do it, y'all. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say that, but I'm like, either do it now or do it another time. You know time. what I like to do is I like to put a little post-it note around the house where I'll see it. You know? So if it's like I got to cancel my dentist appointment, I'll put that right on the fridge. Or I'll put it on my bathroom mirror. And that way on low. So The you bathroom guys- mirror feels like the place. You know, some people would say tie a string on your finger. Yeah, that's irritating. <laughs> Who says that? Who says that? The cat in the hat. <laughs> they used to say that back in the day. You tie a little string on your finger, and then you would see when you when you see the string, you go, "Oh, I remember I had something to do today." No one ever did that. <laughs> I don't know if they no ever, one ever did, did that. but people did used to say tie a string around your finger. No, no, that's something the cat in the hat would do because yeah. he's an annoying little little. Bishkin. He's all right in the end. Yeah, he is. He's one of my favorites. He he's a the cat in the hat is a little annoying to me because in the end he cleans up everything so perfectly that you almost regret your anger towards him. Mm-hmm. But throughout the things he's doing is an is is anger worthy. Pure insanity. It's like you destroy someone's house. It's reckless. And then they finally get mad at you and you you mope away all sad. But then you're like, oh, come back and make it all right. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, why don't you tell me, hey, I got a machine that'll fix no no matter anything I do, this machine will fix it. Yeah. And then maybe, you know. Maybe that fish will calm down. Yes. Yeah. Plus that sing-songy way that he talks, which is just delightful. Yeah. Mm. So we uh, got the Netflix coming out January, January 16th. January 16th. It's going to be great. I'm so happy with it. I like the way it's filmed. Watch it. Uh, I like my jokes. I do feel good about it. I feel good promoting it. Um, it feels weird to me all the time to get, you know, promotion heavy with things but it is good it's there's a time to laugh and there's a time to grieve there's a time to get promotion heavy and there's a time to take a break from social media (laughs) yeah the old the old sage expressions ecclesiastes that's the kind of that's the b-sides that's a little blasphemous excuse me (laughs) 
Well, we're just out a, here joking. It's a late night podcast. We're having a good time here. Yeah. It is late. I'm on a short week. I was in Salt Lake City uh, over the weekend for New Year's. Oh, happy New Year to people that celebrate yeah. it this time of year. Yeah. Um, I mean, You're I've freaks. It's a, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, freaks. <laughs> it's a bit of a conspiracy to me that it's the new year, but. I don't know what the big deal even is about celebrating the new year. I used to get into it when I was a drinker, but and I would get into it on, on many levels. One, I love to drink. I love to party. The other was like, all right, a new year's coming in. Things are going to be different. It's, you know, and not that things were even bad, but you're always like, it's going to be different next year. And I don't know. If, if the times are more cynical or if I'm just older, but I'm just like, it's going to be the same. I mean, things can get better every year, but I mean, it's like just because the date changed, it ain't going to affect nothing. You've settled into yourself, Dusty. Yeah. And that's awesome. But I would just be, I just remember being like, you know, 2003, this is going to be my year. Yeah. Um. But I wasn't doing anything to really make it better. I was like, it's my year. I'm going to drink harder, you know, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, 2003 was a good year, though. That's the year I moved to Charleston. That's the year I graduated from high school. All right. Look at that. Yeah. We were both moving on in a way. Yeah. Well, I moved to Ireland that year, too. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, big time. Yeah. Okay. So... Uh, so yeah, happy new year. I think happy, uh, you know, I say this all every year, but I think April is probably the, the, the first month of the year. Some people say March, yeah. uh, that believe in this thing, but I, I, the, uh, it makes sense to me that it would be a, the real new year, um, when everything is coming to life, there is rebirth, regrowth. Makes sense to me too. That seems new. Yeah. And, and and it's like obviously there even has to be a dying period, but would the year begin right now when it's all dying? Right. You know? No. But then again in other parts of the world it's summer. Is it? Yeah. Like, you know, in the southern hemisphere. Is Aust- it summer? Australia. Yeah. It's summer there? I believe so. I mean, last I checked in with my general knowledge, yeah. That's interesting. It sure is. Let's check back next week. Let's look into some of this stuff. <laughs> okay. I mean, I could quickly Google it, but, you know, there'd be a bunch of dead airspace. And <laughs> yeah, by yeah. that time, both of us don't really care. <laughs> you know, so. Where else is it summer? That's what the I'd like to Southern Hemisphere. So, so. Everything uh, below the equator. Australia and. Um, I mean, I'm the type of person that I could be completely wrong saying these facts so confidently, but I do believe that it's just like upside down world down there. So it's like whatever we got going on, they got the opposite. I mean, that's what I've always understood. I've never been to the Southern Hemisphere, so I can't concretely say that that's what that is. You know, I did, I've had, you know, um, what I what I feel like would be inflammation in my body, right? I don't even know what that is. Everybody talked about it, so... Everybody was talking about inflammation for a long time. The CBD people were really selling inflammation. They were selling us the knowledge of information to sell our inflammation to sell us CBD. Yeah. And I have some CBD and I did some 
and I've not been messing around with anything like this in months, but I did some today. <laughs> and I feel like when you're doing weed and then you do CBD, CBD seems to have no effects whatsoever. But when you're not doing THC and you do CBD, you're like, wow, there's, there's a feeling about this. You feel a little twinkly, dusty? And I'm under that feeling right now. Yeah, underneath that feeling, yeah. right? And I didn't intend for this. All I'm trying to do is get rid of inflammation. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe relax a little bit, you yeah. know? Yeah, okay. Just <laughs> trying to chill out a well, bit. Well, it's a new year, huh? Yeah, it is. a new year, and things are going to be different. Yeah. But, right. Okay. So... um Oh, well, this this maybe will get us right into this conversation. Now, this happened before doing any CBD today, but I was just thinking about hair, right? People are always telling you about hair. They're always going, oh, uh, the, the, you get split ends, and then you got to cut that off, and then the hair will grow faster if you cut that off. But is that where hair is growing from? I feel like hair is growing out of the roots, Whatever's going on on the on the end, I mean that's its own business, right? Yeah, like ha- like hairstylists are trying to tell us to come in every three months, and you got to cut those loose ends, and your hair will grow better, it'll grow faster, it'll grow longer. Because sometimes I'll be like, "Well, I don't want to get a haircut because I'm trying to grow my hair out long," and they're like, "No, no, no, you still got to come in. If you get it cut, it'll grow faster." It's like. What? What are we talking about here? Yeah, I mean, is it like pruning a tree? Sometimes if you prune a tree, it will grow, you know, back better. Yeah, but is that true? (laughs) Yeah, is it true? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, because our neighbor did that in the summer, and everybody said it was going to grow back, and it, it grew back, but I don't know if it looks better. Across the street? Yeah. Yeah. I love that tree. I hated when when it got pruned. I love that tree. It looks like like these trees that are pruned and then grow back. Like like I don't know. Like the the limbs growing out of a limb, and it just it looks looks, uh, misshapen. Or they prune them back to the trunk. They prune so deep. Yeah. Like maybe don't prune that much. It's like a tree with no head. It just looks weird. Yeah. Where is this pruning technique coming from? Yeah, I don't know. But I think that the hairdressers definitely are on some kind of pyramid scheme with us getting in there every three months. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I could understand you going, the, the split ends look bad. You're yeah. going to want to get that cut off. But just the idea that it would grow faster. Yeah. They used to say that about beards, too. They would say if you shaved more often, then it would, your beard would grow back thicker. Yeah, and they would say that, too, when I was a little girl. Like, don't shave your legs too early because if you shave your legs... Um, too early, you're going to get really, really hairy legs throughout your life because your hair will grow in real thick on your legs. See, I don't think any of that's true. I mean, it wasn't true for me. I don't think that you're going to multiply hair follicles just because you're shaving the other hair follicles. Right. You know? Yeah. But that is what I thought, too, about a beard growing up. Yeah. They're lying to us, Dusty. I know. They're lying to us, and they're lying to us about our hair. I mean, are they lying, or is it just something that somebody didn't know at one point, and they just kept passing it down, and now we just tell people that? Well, I don't know, but we've been listening, and so we've been just fools. 
We have been fools. Yeah. I mean, you've got really nice hair, though. What have you been doing with it, generally speaking? Well, that's what I'm saying. I just think you just kind of have what you have. Yeah. You can improve on things, but you just kind of have what you have. I was shocked to find out that you told me you wash your hair every other day. Well, yeah, not all the time, but it gets real oily. I know, but, you know, I I try to wash my hair maybe once a week because, I mean, my hair is not in as good a shape as you, but I just felt like I used to wash my hair every other day when I was younger and it, like, dang, fell out and turned to crap. And you've been washing hair every other day and it's just a dang mane over there. Yeah, I mean, well, this is what I'm – I think that hair stuff has more to do with other things. I think stress is really bad on your hair. Yeah. Because, you know, it's like, you know, I don't know, you just, I, I guess just be in movies, but people that get real stressed out, like intensely stressed, yeah. like their hair will fall out. Yeah. Um, or they go gray. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I don't, um, yeah, I mean, well, this is what happens to me. I do, I do a weekend of shows. Um, and then on, let's say I wash my hair on the first day on Thursday, Friday, I don't wash it. It's oily looking, but it's okay. Saturday, if I don't wash it, oh, it looks, looks real bad. And I feel like Saturday, it's like, Saturday is like show day. That's where, I mean, even if you sell out all the shows, Saturday still feels like this is the day people come out to see a show. And I don't want to be greasy on Saturday. Yeah, but you're wearing a hat anyway. You can't yeah, see those roots. but I feel like it almost makes it worse. The hat, I don't know. I just don't like looking dirty. Yeah. You know what I mean? Do you like feeling dirty? I, I don't mind feeling dirty. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. Well, it's like, what is it? I mean, it's like, what you does do it mean? You forget to shower a lot. Yeah, what does it mean to feel dirty? Like, if I'm working and I'm doing things outside and really sweating and stuff, I'm show- obviously I'm showering, but I'm just laying around here. Yeah. What are we showering about? No, there's no sense to it. And, you know, people back in the day when they didn't have uh, indoor plumbing, they weren't showering, but pff, once a week if they're lucky. Yeah. So... You know, That's, showering's a luxury that we don't even know we need. We probably don't need haircuts, and we probably don't need to bathe. We probably don't need to bathe as much as we're doing that. That's for sure. Yeah. Like, you know, you you used to read, there would be these things that would go around that would talk about all these reasons why things were like why uh, women wore flowers at a wedding, you know, back in the day because it'd be so hot and people weren't showering a lot. So the flowers would cover up her smell. Oh, yeah. Those kind of things. Interesting. But they would talk about, you know, the expression like don't throw the baby out with the bathwater or whatever. Like they would get like one shower a week or one a month and it would start out hot. And then the man, the dad would get in first Mm -hmm. and he would bathe. Then the mom and then the kids from oldest to youngest. Yeah, that's what it was like for my dad. And that's why my dad, to this day, shockingly, dries himself off with a washcloth. Yeah. Because they didn't have enough towels for all five of his siblings. And so that all of the kids would sit in the bathtub and bathe, and then they would have to share one tiny washcloth. And shockingly, now my dad, a grown man, almost 70, is still drying himself off with a hand cloth when he gets out of the the shower. I mean, times were different back then. 
Yeah, I mean, and for him to not break that at all. <laughs> That's the shocking yeah. part. That's but, the shocking but part. What, but what this was saying was, you know, the man would go first, then the woman, then the kids from oldest to youngest. So yeah. by the time you got to the baby, the water was so dirty that the baby could get lost in there. Oh, gross. And so they would throw it out with, and who knows if that's true, but I'm just, I just think about that. And I think about the way people had to bathe. And I think they, I feel like they would say something like once a week or once a month. And I thought to myself, how hard would it be to just put water in a tub and then heat that water up, um, you know, or heat the water up to pour it in there. But then I thought, I bet if we went back to, Let's just say we went back and we'd be like, I'm going to make a bath every night, you know, and you do that. You do it like two or three days and then you're like, why am I doing this every day like this? Yeah, I ain't that dirty. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then I think you just settle into doing whatever people are doing. Yeah. And I don't mean it wouldn't be hard. It definitely wouldn't be as easy as just turning on. um, Well, the sad part is that they probably needed a bath every day more than we do at that time because they were just a lot more manual labor, getting dirty, cooking, cleaning, yeah, scrubbing. No air conditioner. Yeah. In the summertime, you're just sweating. sweating. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and just the, the cleaning things that we have now, like just everyone's labor is, everything was just, I, I believe, was more labor intensive. Whereas now, I mean, we got just soft hands out here. Yeah. A lot of white collar jobs working from home from the screen. Yeah, jobs that it's like, it doesn't even make sense that this is a job. Yeah. Ways to make money. Just making money off the internet. Yeah. The, um, yeah, my grandmother didn't have air conditioner. She lived in Alabama. Um, I mean, you know, up until I was, I would say like the mid 90s, she got air conditioner in the mid 90s. We would just go down there. That's ghastly. In the summertime and just sit at her house. We had an air conditioner in the trailer. We'd go down and sit at her house and she would crochet Afghans. I mean, it would just, she would just have a pile of yarn and Afghan on her lap, on her chair, just crocheting away. Mm. We're sweating our buns off out there. You know what I mean? That's quaint. And that's a slice of life. <laughs> so, uh, and you think we don't need, um, you think we're eating too much. Oh, yeah. I have a theory. Dusty doesn't think we need haircuts like we do. And I don't think that we need this whole three meals a day thing that's been foisted upon us our whole life. I'm I'm coming down to it. I'll, I'll say we need a, a, a medium-sized meal midday. And then be done with it. Get you a little something when you wake up or a couple hours after you wake up. Have yourself some protein and some carbs, you know, anytime between 11 and 3. And then, you know, a couple hours before you go to bed, have some toast. I don't know. Have some some cheese and apples. What do you think about this? Maybe uh, in the same way when this idea came up, three meals a day, people were working real hard. Yeah. You know, so they wake up in the morning, need a little food for some fuel. Yeah. And then you go out and you work real hard and then you get a little break midday, have a little more food. Well, yeah, because what you what you take in, you got to put you got to push off. Right. You got to yeah. work off. And if you're just sitting around, you don't you don't have any exercise in your day. You're just not doing a lot physically. You don't 
I really don't believe you require as much fuel or energy that you get from food. And, um, I mean, the portions in this country is ridiculous. I mean, nobody needs to be eating the size of portions that we're getting now. If people do require it now, it's because they've been sort of climatized to want it. Yeah, I mean, I used to be all about the portion, though. I would go somewhere, and if and, and maybe even still to some degree, if the portions are too small, I'm not into it. No, I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. And and the thing is, if you're really hungry and you go to a restaurant and they give you a small portion, it is disappointing because you're like, I'm still hungry. And, and is that portion what you're given? Does it have fat in it? Does it have carbs in it? Is it actually going to fill you up? And listen, you, you have been telling me my whole life that I low key eat a lot and I do like to eat a lot. But, um, a lot of times, you know, I, I like to have like one kind of bigger meal and then lately, I'm, I just think it, I do better if I just kind of have that bigger meal earlier in the day and then just eat light later. That's what I told Hannah, because she would eat a lot of food, but not look like she was eating a lot of food. So I said, you low key eat a lot. Yeah. I and can, I meant it as a compliment. Yeah. I mean, I can get away with that less and less, though, as I get older. But you so. also exercise a lot. I do. And I, I, I would be bigger. If I wasn't exercising like I do, but I'm going for like, you know, 40 minute jogs three or four times a week and I'm lifting and stuff like that. But if even still, you know, if I eat a lot like I did between Christmas and or Thanksgiving and Christmas, I will gain weight. I got this slack belly now because I've pushed out two kids and like this belly isn't going anywhere. Well, when I I did uh, Salt Lake City for New Year's and um, my first show on Friday, I was feeling that. I was feeling that real like Christmas bloat. Like I was just like, I just felt like I was, uh, the sh- I was wearing this shirt and the shirt and a lot of my shirts, even like this one I'm wearing, it gets dried too much and it just gets tight. <laughs> and But it's a lot of my shirts are like that. And that one was like that. I was walking out on stage and I felt like my stomach was stretching out like kind of the mid part of the shirt. And then the other part of the shirt that was hanging low was like, it felt like it was stretched out and it was all loose. And I was like, geez, I was like, now I got to go up. It's two sold out shows. I got to go up in front of all these people looking like this. Uh, (laughs) And I'm like, and I just like, are you burping too? Oh yeah. (laughs) I feel fine. And then I look in the mirror before I go out and I go, jeez. <laughs> and I, so I'd take a look at myself and then I go, now I got to go stand in front of three other people for an hour and tell jokes confidently. <laughs> Your gut don't need help. I'll say that. It doesn't need help. You got that slay gut. Yeah. So you got I, that slack belly for no reason. Yeah. <laughs> so I switched it up on the next show, and I felt better about it. What do you mean? You, you switched up your shirt? No, I, the next night. Yeah, I switched up my shirt. Oh, okay. And I ate less. I, I've been progressively eating less since mm. Christmas each day. Yeah. But the um, I had to iron because my other shirt was real wrinkled. I was like, I really worked. It took me a long time to iron a shirt. You're a mess, eh? I never ironed. I don't know how to iron, but... No one... I don't think anyone knows how to iron. Yeah, I'm not. Truly. 
I don't. Because, like, you know, first of all, the ironing board helps. But who's got an ironing board? We just bought one, but we've never had one up until two weeks ago. And so you just kind of, I mean, the thing you're just trying to go after the obvious wrinkles, right? Right. But that's not it, though, for me. It's like, it's that you know, I guess potential fine line in between holding the iron on the shirt long enough to actually get the wrinkle out mm-hmm. and then burning it. Yeah. Mm, it's dangerous out here. It's dangerous. It is dangerous. Um, so, yeah, I did. I, I, I was trying to just say I had a great time in Salt Lake City. I had f- six shows. Uh, five of the six were sold out. It was really great. I don't know what happened on that one show, but, uh, probably disgusted by your belly. <laughs> probably walked out. Second you came off stage, like, let's get out of here. But it was, uh, but they were all great. Even that show was really fun. Had a great time. Um, I got a vest, JD Fagan that I was working with. He's uh, my host uh-huh. for the weekend. He gave me a vest, a Hank Williams Jr. vest with the sleeves cut off. You saw it. Yeah, it's um it's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it's authentic. You you have so many eclectic cool pieces of clothing. And I think you have like a fun way of dressing. I don't know if it's hipster. I don't even know what hipster is anymore, but you've got a lot of fun hats obviously, but you got a lot of cool little items that I feel like you need to be pulling out more, especially on podcasts, even this podcast. Yeah. You know, just get loose with it. Yeah, I should. You know? Get loose with it. I mean, you're out here wearing these tight shirts that ain't doing you any favors. You know, get a little vest around that belly. Hide it. Don't worry about it. Get on stage. Just make people focus on the vest, not the belly. Well, I feel fine. I feel like okay. that I was really just, you know, making a joke about the, the situation at the at the time. But Yeah, uh, I'm freestyling too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, overall I feel good. I'm okay. not I'm not I don't get real caught up in how I look. Yeah. You know? I just but I just I'm just saying that I had eaten a lot over the Christmas break. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And then I I Come out of the green room, take a quick peek at myself in some kind of weird green room mirror, and I go, "Yes, <laughs> look at that thing." And uh, uh, yeah, I mean that's all. Yeah, we yeah. all been there though. I didn't internalize it and take it to a real deep spot. Or yeah, anything. we've all been there though. We've all like, you know, you're feeling somewhat good or at least just kind of like normal, and then you take a peek at yourself and you're like, "Shit." <laughs> Yeah, that's what, that's what I'm saying. I need makeup. This is, there's no natural beauty here anymore. This is an old woman. <laughs> <All right. laughs> uh, yeah. Okay, so we made this video um, about, um, you know, over Christmas, about getting old Christmas cards from other, from people that have lived here. It's not one time ago. It's the people two times ago. Getting Christmas cards addressed to the people who used to own our house. Yes. Yeah, I didn't explain that well. But, uh, yeah, they come and, um, and and it's just like, it's funny because, like, I feel like people just have Christmas card lists. They must. So every year they just get their Christmas cards together and they go, we're just going to mail these out to everybody on this list. But then you won't talk to someone for years because we're getting it from two neighbors ago. Um, So I don't know how long the people before us lived lived here. 
Uh, but we live, we've lived here, what, three years? Five years? Almost five years? I think we moved here in late 2019. Okay. So about three years. Okay. And uh, <laughs> whatever you say. But um, the, uh, so, so that's three years, right? And then however, let's say the people before us lived here two years. That's five years ago that the people haven't lived here. So for five years, have you been sending a Christmas card here to these people? And it's like, they've, they're gone. And you don't even know it. Yeah. And you're still sending them a Christmas card being like, hey, hope you're doing well. Yeah. But it's like, do you though? Do you though? And also f- giving big updates on their life. Yeah. But it's like, y'all haven't been keeping in contact why are you sharing all this stuff? Obviously, if you'd talked to them in the last four years, they'd know some of this. Yeah. And, and, and you know, people on the video commented and said you could write return to sender on it and put it back in the mailbox. And to be honest with you, I never, that never crossed my mind. Uh, but imagine you get that thing and you go, hey, we got the, uh, you know, we got the uh, Christmas card back from the Smith family wonder what's going on and then they find out they go oh they moved when they move six years ago <laughs> <laughs> they haven't gotten our card in six years yeah. <laughs> where did they go are they okay yeah so i i just can't imagine uh, you just putting these together like this. Yeah, it'd be shocking. And then we had some life imitating art. Yeah, so then one of the people that used to live here two times ago. So we made a video making a joke about that, this whole situation, right? And then he had, uh, you know, a present delivered here, I guess for him or for his kids, delivered to our house. You're right, mistakenly. And I opened it because I order a lot of stuff. So I was just opening boxes. Yeah. And then I open it and I go, what is this? Yeah. Because even as much as I order, I know what I'm ordering out here. Uh-huh. I can be surprised. Be like, oh, I forgot I ordered that. But I still, when it comes, I remember it. And I didn't recognize this. Yeah. And it also was like not something Hannah would be ordering. Right. So... Yeah, it was this guy's name. This guy that I get Christmas cards for for a long time. Right. And I just put it to the side. I thought, in my mind, I just thought, well, he lost that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's ours now. <laughs> we'll put it to use. Yeah, and he tracked it down. Yeah, but we were out of out of town. We were out of town, so he had to wait till after Christmas to get it back. Yeah, so his kids didn't get any presents. Yeah. He messed up. <laughs> he did mess up. He messed up. <laughs> um, so, and then um, uh, I was trying to talk to Hannah about some neighbors we used to have. Our neighbors over here, by the way, that had all these uh, inflatables, and we were making jokes about how long these inflatables were going to be there. They're gone. I mean, that was the fastest turnaround on cleanup I've ever seen. Yeah. I don't know if he got in trouble with the HOA or what. And maybe they were like, all right, you get till this day. We all know that the HOA is no threat to him. Yeah. The HOA could be knocking on his face every morning and that guy won't do anything he says. 
He, get, he won't make a move. This it, it truly shows how powerless the HOA is. Yeah. It's like, it's like, I don't know. It just feels like if it were an actual person that owned a house here, uh, they would be all over them because those are the people that are actually going to listen. The only power the HOA has is raising our HOA fees every year. Yeah. And we are powerless to do anything about it. And that is tyranny. And the HOA is part of what is wrong with this country. It really is, though. I mean, it's like, because in a lot of ways, I like them, right? I like that, you know, they exist for, you know, I don't want the neighborhood to get out of hand. Right. I like, I like some rules, but some loose rules. Like, let's, you know, you know, we don't need to encroach on our lives, but I like some standards around here. Yeah, standards. Um, but, uh, you know, when they keep wanting to collect this money, I'm like, what are you using the money for? To line their own pockets. Yeah. What are you doing with the money? Yeah. They're like, I mean, the lawn care, they said is so expensive. They, they sent a breakdown. Cause I was like, I wanted to see a breakdown of what they were using the money for. And they did publish a breakdown. And like lawn care was like $10,000 a month or whatever. And I'm like, what do you, what do you have to, to, to cut? We're cutting our own lawns out here, yeah. brother. And this could be, that could be too much money, but it was very expensive. And I was like, what do you, and they're like, oh, we have the common areas. And I go, that doesn't make sense why it would cost this much. They go, oh, we have to hire a company with insurance. And I'm like, I'm just like, what? Yes, it's such BS. It's such BS. It's like, that doesn't make sense. So I said, I'll cut it. I'll cut it. Yeah. I mean, give me the money. Yeah. No, but it's true. Um, our neighbor cleaned up his huge inflatables so quickly with such haste. Yeah. Um, I thought he was listening, maybe listening to the podcast, but I also don't think he cares. No, I don't think he cares. I think his brain just tells him to do what he needs to do, and if it has to, it happens to be on time and convenient for other people. Well, that's a blessing, and I appreciate that. Yeah. So that's our neighbor. You had another neighbor you want to talk about? Well, the truck, you know, truck's not fixed. Oh yeah. But uh, it's hilarious. I mean, like I wanted, I, I I'd be interested to know how long we've been talking about the truck. How many months? Well, how, when did it happen? Maybe August? Well, that's what I'm saying. I don't remember. Well, because he didn't he tell you a couple months ago that in mid-October, he was going to have it fixed. Okay. Okay. And we're in January, okay. and it still looks like he just got into a wreck sitting on the front <laughs> driveway. This is a badly maligned 450 truck <laughs> yeah it's like a completely decompartmentalized just like it's an open surgery yeah, a, it's backed in front tire off <laughs> front tires completely off <laughs> front front <laughs> yeah, the face is off yeah the front face is yeah. off <laughs> there's no tarp it's just it's just it's like in surgery in the middle of the suburbs and then no doubt about it it's complicated and i I, I feel like he could do it. Just there's something about him that I think he could fix it. But it's overwhelming. I, but it's like if he could do it, I mean, what time frame were we, we saying he could do it in? Six months? Because he's not been able to do it in six months. Yeah. Well, I just, I guess, you know, he says, you know, I'm waiting on parts. I can't get the parts in. Right. Okay. 
So um, all right then. <laughs> He's using that old 2020 excuse. <laughs> oh, that old COVID pandemic, everything slowed down. It's like, well, brother, it's 2024. Things are moving a little quicker these days. <laughs> but that's fine. But yeah, so when we lived in the rat house, we had these neighbors. I was just kind of just thinking about other neighbors. We had these, uh, and I guess you don't remember them, but they were like, you know, they lived... Uh, next to us in the house and they had uh, it was like an old man an old woman and the old man was like always woodworking he had he was always like sawing and cutting and 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 building things like little bird houses and and rocking chairs and he had a little shed made out back but he'd just be out there all kind of hours and then they had a daughter and the daughter was probably our age and she had a daughter who was probably eight or nine and then the old lady was always like sitting out there smoking cigarettes out by. I the, remember the old lady smoking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she was always sitting out there. Yeah, like all kind of night or all early in the morning. You go out there, and they would all be like either sitting in the car smoking cigarettes or. Um, yeah, it was real rednecky over there. And the old lady had she was wearing like a a, a prescription pill uh, jersey one time. It was like you know like a football jersey that said like Ozempic or whatever. What? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was like, it's like the prescription company was giving out jerseys or whatever. Jeez, that just, my brain just exploded hearing that. That's sad and hilarious. And they had a possum on the roof one time. Oh, yeah. And, and I said to this lady, I said, I was outside and I could see it. And she was outside. I go, you got a possum on your roof? She goes, yeah, he lives up there. <laughs> That's good old folk. Yeah, they they were good old folk, but part of me thought they were on drugs. Mm-hmm. I felt like they were like methed out or something. Like because you wouldn't think the old man, but the old man would like be out in that shed just working all kind of night. Like he was all he was all up. Yeah, he was zipped up. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then the lady was just always sitting out there smoking cigarettes. That's a little methy to me. Yeah, and then the daughter would be like sitting in the car. Or at the very least, speed pills. Yeah. Hence the jersey. Yeah. I think the jersey was from a dialysis company. Oh, that's cool. (laughs) (laughs) Right on. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Man, dialysis sucks. I bet it does. Jeez. So I'll be um, going to Spokane. Uh, Washington this weekend. All right. That's what I'm about to be doing. Okay. That's a gig I had to cancel when I got sick mm-hmm. late last year. Yeah, I remember. I hated it. Yeah. I hated that I had to cancel, but it's such a far flight. I'm not actually looking forward to the flight. I just flew to Salt Lake City and back, and now I'm about to fly to, to, to Spokane. Spokane. Yeah, it's ramping up again, Dusty. Get your shirts ironed. Get that belly tight. Yeah, I mean, I'm ready. Yeah. Yeah, I feel good. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I feel great. Yeah, you're a little loopy on some uh, CBD. Yeah, I did a bit of CBD. I did some CBD and then worked out. Yeah. And then I felt like it had no effect on me. Oh, okay. And I did some more. Oh, okay. And then that was like, I was like, I must still have uh, inflammation. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. 
Um, All right. So, well, I thought you might remember those people a little bit better than that. I thought that. Did would... you want me to talk about that stranger that I knew in Toronto? Oh yeah, yeah. You had a neighbor. Yeah, that'd be a good. That's yeah. I'm excited about it. <laughs> well, I, I guess have I never told you this story? No, I think you've told me some, but you you, you were refreshing me tonight. And uh, all right. You 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 told more tonight, I think, than what I had heard. All in the right. past. Well, first of all, trigger warning. Uh, you, you know. Yeah, it's a bit more of an adult story. It's an adult story, and this takes place in Toronto, back when I was twenty-one years old, and I was a lost little girl. Everyone that listens to the podcast and has heard me share any stories from my youth know that I was a lost little girl. Anyways, I lived in a house, a big old house in Toronto, and every level had different renters. So I lived on the f- main floor with two college girlfriends of mine, and we lived there for about two years. And uh, in the attic of that house lived a man um, named Joe, and he was Native American, and he lived up in that attic, and he didn't bother anybody, but he smoked a lot of weed. And, uh, you know, we were college party girls, so we figured that out pretty quick, that this <laughs> dude <laughs> up, up top there is smoking tons of weed. And this is before weed was legal in Canada. So we were always kind of rooting around for some weed. Or by we, I mean me. I was always rooting around for weed. And so every once in a while, when I would want weed or need weed, I'd just basically go upstairs to Joe's room, to Joe's apartment, knock on his door, and I would, and he'd let me in. And I'd sit there, and we'd listen to classic rock with the window open if it was the summer. And we'd smoke... Uh, Indian cigarettes, whatever those are called. I forget what they're called. Oh, um, uh, American spirits. Yeah. American spirits. All right. And he'd roll us joints and we, and I'd get blasted out of my mind. Now my two college friends, they didn't really smoke tons of weed. Um, and they, they would always tell me you shouldn't be hanging out with him. Cause you know, he was probably like forties, fifties. She go, they'd always be like, Hannah, don't hang out with him. He's kind of weird and creepy. Like you don't go, you shouldn't go up there by yourself. And I was like, whatever, it's fine. And it was fine. I went up there all the time, smoking weed with him. And I really kind of used him honestly, but I, I don't think he had a ton of friends. He was a little lonely and we would just kind of hang out and then, I just leave and it was completely fine. And so I lived there for two and a half years. And then eventually, you know, we all moved out and I moved to a different place in Toronto and, um, probably about a year, year and a half goes by and I'm hanging out in Toronto one summer and I'm fiending. I want some weed. And, um, I couldn't get a hold of any, I couldn't, it just wasn't coming through. And I was also broke. Um, so those were not making it easy to get some weed. So I ended up walking across town. I probably walked an hour across town to go back to this place I used to live. And I walked all the way there and I climbed up those stairs and I knocked on Joe's door and same as ever. He's like, oh yeah, yeah. Come on, come on, come on, come on in. And so I sat down with Joe and he rolls up some weed and he gives me some cigarettes and we're just hanging out, shooting it. Just and like old times. Just like old times <laughs> with me and my buddy Joe. And uh, and um, then like out of nowhere, he just opened up his robe and exposed himself to me and just kind of held himself in his hands to me. And I was like, oh my God. 
like I don't, I don't even remember what I did, but I'm pretty sure within 10 seconds I was out the door. Yeah. And I, God, I was so grossed and creeped out. I mean, it was obviously disgusting and I was scared and I just ran away and, you know, I, I really didn't expect it because I was hanging out with this guy. I'd known this guy for like, you know, it's two and a half years at least and nothing had ever happened. Never, never tried anything with me, whatever. So I ran away and I was like, obviously, I'm like, I'm never coming back there. And, you know, it's easy to think of Joe as the villain in this story, the bad guy, the creep, the, you know, the man that just exposed himself to this innocent little cherub of myself but honestly when i think about it i'm like i think he was just really sick of me coming around <laughs> and he's like what can i do to get this little girl to stop knocking on my door and asking for weed and so he's like i know <laughs> uh, yeah i mean either that or he's like well let's see what will happen yeah because because for sure if she's not into it she won't come back right and if she is into it well Great. I should have been trying this this whole time. Yeah. So. I just like that story. I like that you said that you're like, I don't even think he was a pervert. I just think he wanted me to leave him alone. I do. I do. Yeah. That's fun. I mean, that's fun kind of neighbor stuff. It is. It's fun. I like the the image of that. There was a movie one time. <laughs> the image of that. No, no, no. But the image of... <laughs> of well, I should clarify, uh, of the house with, uh, you know, multiple floors and a renter on every floor. Yeah. And, and that you're just like, you know, if this were, you know, a, a movie or a scene out of a movie, this would, you know, you're going off to college. This is the place you're staying. And then the story is that you start getting high with a, a wise native man in the attic. Yeah, well, he wasn't wise. <laughs> he wasn't wise. No, but I feel like that's the story, though, huh? Yeah. Like, there was a um, Elijah Wood movie that I saw one time where I, he was like, he had moved into this old house where it was like there was four apartments. I think Mandy, um, she was like... A Moore. Ma Mandy Moore, maybe, was in the movie. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, he like... Yeah, he just lived in this big house, and it was kind of that situation. Mm -hmm. Makes me think of that. I like those kind of tales. Yeah. I mean, I'm glad nothing happened to you. Yeah. And we're going to do my best to raise my daughter to be nothing like me. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, it is best if we can uh, have our kids not be lost like it seems we both were mm -hmm. leaving our houses yeah. i mean i did not leave i left my house prepared for a lot of things but but in general i was not prepared for life yeah i just wanted to to party a lot yeah. but i think it was just because i I don't know. I just remember being 18 and being like, all I want to do is get drunk. Well, I think, uh, well, I know that you had experienced trauma. And then I also think myself in a lot of ways, just kind of a uh, parent's divorce situation, kind of the way I was in the middle of things that like getting out of my hometown and into Charleston was like a, a freedom moment to where I like all of a sudden got so much freedom that I was like, that's why I really dove into drinking. Yeah. 
and not that I was ever like under some big restraint. I just mean like freedom of like all my time was my time. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I'll tell you what, though, it feels good to just be just settled and not not even like want to or need to drink or do anything. Yeah. Um, you know, having a quiet New Year's. I feel like if, if you're like over 35 and you're still like, where's the party at for New Year's Eve? You're like, loser. <laughs> well, New Year's <laughs> Eve always did what well, always was like, well, we, you know, even in the drinking, we called it like amateur night, you know? Yeah. It's like, cause we're out drinking every night. Yeah. These are the people that just come out, you know, a couple of times a year. I mean, a New Year's Eve party, it's like, if you get invited to something, that's, that's cool. I mean, we've gone to parties before on New Year's, but it's always like, you just can't have too high of an expectation for a New Year's Eve party. Yeah. It's just there's too much pressure. Yeah, for sure. There is, um, um, yeah, you just, it's, it's like, uh, I don't know. There always was so much pressure over New Year's. It's yeah. like, this has got to be the best party. This has got to happen. This has got to happen. This has got to happen. I'm going into the new year. I got to be going into the new year on top. Yeah. Yeah, and the whole, like, kissing someone, right, when the yeah. ball drops. I mean, I kind of even forgot people do that because you're usually gone on yeah. years. So I'm, like, not kissing anyone. Yeah, I mean, I would want to do that. I mean, yeah, I would want to do that, too, but that didn't mean anything necessarily. I just wanted to be kissing someone. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, you felt loved if you were able to do that. Or just, you know... Um, you know, satisfied in a just a more carnal way. Yeah, well, that's what I mean. There's probably a lot of guys that really kind of snuck in some kisses or some gropes. 100%. Just because some drunk girl was there. 100%. Yeah, that's yeah. sad and that's dark too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I mean, it is, but for sure it's happening. I mean, yeah. everywhere, all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's wild out here. Yeah. Well... You got any more thoughts? Oh, what about your open mic at uh, Opelika? Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, well, I meant to talk about this last week. When I was in Opelika, this is funny. I um, I was like, I told this uh, guy, Bryson, uh, that I would do the open mic. But I wasn't completely sold on it, but just because I didn't know what I'd be up to. And then, you know, like that day, people start texting me. Are you doing an open mic here? And I'm like, I'm like, oh man, words out. Somebody said, somebody said I'm going to be doing the open mic, and then come to find out, like I said it on our <laughs> podcast. <laughs> you know, Did what you? I mean? okay. It's like I'm like, oh, words oh, out. Shit. They can just feel me when I come back in town. Oh shit, the whole town is just waiting for me. <laughs> yeah, and then I did it. Um, I'm like, how'd you find out? <laughs> you told me. Uh, but yeah, so uh, what's cool about it is in downtown Opike, I mean, you know, I've been gone 20 years and lots has happened since then. So I can't always be like, well, back when I was here. Uh, but really, when I was living there, it felt like there was nothing downtown necessarily. There was like a restaurant called Breezeway that we would go to, but there was really nothing downtown. And, uh, you know, downtown is something now in Opelika. It always was something, but all the buildings just felt empty. But there's a great restaurant we went to, Cafe 123. 
there, there, there's a, uh, Irish bread company there on a the corner, a big, nice building. And then there's this, uh, pinball, uh, I forget the name of it, pinball madness or something downtown Opelika. But on the other side is this place called the jailhouse, a little bar. Uh, and they had a pretty cool open mic in there. Like, if I were still really on the open mic scene, this would have been my kind of open mic. It's a very small bar, nice stage. Uh, and I don't know where all these comics came from, but there seemed to be quite a few comics doing the Opelika open mic. And then people that listen to uh, this podcast that live in the area came to the show. Cool. So I had a few people there, a few more people messaging me, but I was like, I don't really know if I want to push this in a way that gets too many people there because, you know, I went and had a cigar at a cigar lounge downtown Opelika. I did have a cigar. That's the only one I've had in the uh, last few months, two and a half months or so. So, but, um, so I was like, I don't know. I wasn't really feeling on my A game. And I had, you know, I'd just been doing family stuff. So I was like, I don't really want to promote it out. But it was great. It was really a nice open mic. And if I were there more often, I would definitely be rocking that mic. Yeah. You know, and this guy did a great job hosting. How did you feel about your set? I felt good. I mean, I, I was only going to do 10 minutes. I, that, I, but I ended up doing like 20 to 25 minutes. And I just was like, I got no concept of time, but I was just like, I felt like in a way, and I not really felt this to an extent, and maybe it's just my own head, but I felt like in a way I was set up in there to, for everything that I say to be funny, right? Mm -hmm. I was, that was the kind of setup that I was rolling into where it would, it would have been real hard for me to bomb in there, um, but I don't know. I don't feel like, I don't know. I feel like I was scattered in my mind yeah. on stage. It's probably a little disorienting doing an open mic like that. Also, yeah, I mean, in front of, uh, you know, childhood friends yeah. and, and, and it's like. In a small room. You're so used to the professional setting of a comedy club or a theater now that. I mean, when was the last yeah. time you did an open mic? I guess right. maybe you did the East Room in the summer. but I don't do it much. Uh, and it's like Even also. that's a pretty big venue. Yeah. But it's like I could, um, you know, I could riff a little bit if there were like nobody that I knew in there. Yeah. That's what I always liked about open mics back in the day. It was like it was like the comics you knew and then some strangers. Uh, so you could really like, you know, work on some things. But I thought it was fun. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Good. I had a good time in Opelika. I had a good time in Salt Lake City. I'm about to have a good time in Spokane. Mm -hmm. I got a bunch of trees coming next week. Mm -hmm. I got some trees here already. And then I got some fruit trees coming next week. And we're going to go out to the cabin. And we're going to start planting some fruit trees on the swales. I'm going to see how those swales are looking. Yeah. I mean, I planted grass on them, some winter grass. And it didn't seem to be growing the last time we were there. So I don't know if it ever came. Now, I don't mean to pick a fight. Uh, but the podcast is, you know, coming to an end. So I thought maybe, do you think we're going to try to do anything with the uh, yard glider? You got any thoughts on that, Dusty? Well, I do have some thoughts on it. I thought, you know, the last time uh, we went out there, we took um, the skateboard grips. 
where it's like rough on one side and then sticky on the other, and you could stick that on the yard glider. And I, you know, I'd like for you to go first, and I'd like for you to uh, say how you felt like that went. Okay. Oh, I'll look forward to that. Like, like go ahead right now and what? Like the last time we were out there. Oh. Um, how you think it went with the yard glider and the skateboard um, stuff. Oh, how do I think it went? Yeah. Well, I don't think it went well. Okay. Do you want to expand? Well, it just simply doesn't drag anything. It doesn't hold anything. It doesn't carry anything. You can't go up a hill. You can't go down a hill. But if I'm being honest, you can't even go straight with the dang thing. <laughs> it's a completely <laughs> terrible product. <laughs> With no efficacy, efficacy, nothing to uh, you know promote it. There's nothing good about it. It's a, it's an absolute piece of junk. <laughs> That's how I feel about it. Okay. Well, I wanted to let you. I wanted to let you get that out because I right. know that's how you feel. All right. I'm done. But but I and I agree in a lot of ways. But we did put that that skateboard tape down on it towards grips on one side sticky on the other i didn't have a lot of it so i had to spread it out throughout the yard glider and we went up some really steep hills i mean we pulled it up some really steep hills and i put one big giant log on it which is really what we're trying to move out there and then a bunch of fairly big sticks the sticks i made it up the hill with the log, I did not. I stopped a million times. I did eventually make it up there with it, but I stopped a million times mm -hmm. re-putting it back on the yard glider. Yeah. Even Daisy was like, Dad, this is a joke. <laughs> 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 yeah, it's not, uh, you know, I got a couple more things I want to do. I got some more ideas. I want to modify the yard glider. We got video coming eventually. We'll eventually make a yard glider video. But all in all, I will agree with Hannah that it's been a failure. But it ain't over. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right, Hannah. All right. Well, we're at a... All right. Well, listen, this has been a lot of fun. Um, I had a great time with you. I had a great time with you. I, yeah, I feel like I've been on a date with you this whole podcast. Yeah. You've been real uh, quirky and fun. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, all right. Well, that's, that's it. Thank you very much. Uh, we're having a good time. Thank you.